Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, the final Perek of the Book of Shmuel, Perek Haftalad, Chapter 24. <laughs> final chapter of the book of Shmuel tells what is maybe a surprising story and once again it's a nerve-wracking story. The story begins with David um, counting the people and Leich Mene Yisrael ve Yehuda says David go count Yisrael and Yehuda and he tells Yoav his army captain to count the entire country. Yoav sees something wrong here and he says, Yosef Hashem Elokecha Alaam Kahem Vachahem Meapamim. Let God expand the people a hundred times. But why do you want to do this? And David presses on Yoav, and off he goes. Now, the question, of course, in this chapter, and there are many questions, why does David want to do this? And the point is that David counts all the people, and the minute he finished, he realizes he's made a big mistake. David realizes that he's made a sin and he turns to God and says, Khatati Ma'od, I've greatly sinned, but God is not placated, and he gives him um an option of three punishments. Do you want to have, he says, seven years of famine, or maybe three months of military defeat, or even three days of epidemic? What did David do wrong? Many people want to say that this is a point where David is already over all of his wars. And here we see a sin of hubris. Why is David counting the army? Why does he need to count the fighting men if he has no wars to fight? Is David, you know, just looking to be able to boast that he has such a huge army? When we come back and we see the number of the army, okay, we see 800,000 from Israel and 500,000, 1,300,000 soldiers. Wow. And we, we know that there is an issue with counting the people. As we learn in Parshat Kitisa, Shemot chapter 31, that counting the people, we're not meant to see blessing in, in, in our great numbers. Whichever way, David, David has somehow sins. And it's amazing how many stories of sin we see in the book of Shmuel. But then we see that David doesn't really make a choice. He just says, I want to fall into the hands of God. I guess if he had chosen famine, He'd be subject to the whims of other countries and have to buy his food from other countries. If he would have chosen um, to de be de defeated by his enemies for three months, once again, he is at the mercies of the enemy army. But when he says, let me fall into the hand of God, let us fall into the hand of God because his mercies are great. God gives him epidemic because this is totally in God's hand. And indeed, at the critical moment, the angel of destruction is coming to Jerusalem, and God changes his mind and gives mercy. And here we see a fascinating story, because at that point, the angel is hovering, the destruction angel is hovering over Jerusalem, and God says to him, Rav, Atta, Heref Yadecha, hold back your hands. And the angel was hovering above the threshing floor of Aravna, the Jebusite. And David, when he sees this, um, he goes running up the mountain and buys the plots where this uh, threshing floor is. He sees Aravna threshing the wheat. 
he buys the threshing floor from him he slaughters the the uh his his cows his oxen that he's using and offers them up as a sacrifice for god and then the plague is 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 ended many people see this story and i think it's undoubtable as almost like a second akeda in this story in the akeda by ashkem abraham baboker in our story by yakam david baboker david gets up in the morning of course the criddles in in the akeda we have the angel of god which turns around to abraham and says al tishlach yad anar don't uh, send forth your hand against the boy and here the hand of the angel is being sent to jerusalem and god says to the angel rav hold back your hands but even more than that just like in the akeda where abraham lifts up his eyes and sees a random animal and offers it as a sacrifice here by the way in both cases there is the notion of three days in both cases, there is Vaisa Avraham etinav. Avraham lifts up his eyes, and in Divrei Yamim, Vaisa David etinav. David lifts up his his eyes, and here, what does he do? Let's take these oxen as a burnt offering, and let's take the threshing materials as etzim, which reminds us of Hineha Eishva etzim vaayehase leolah. In this chapter, this hill this threshing floor and as we we read later on in divay amim where we are told that this very threshing floor becomes the site in jerusalem it says uh, where is the temple eventually built on mount moriah where god appeared to david his father in the place of goren Arnan Hayivusi. Goren Arnan. Some of you might know that phrase from Hoshanot. What I want to say is that it's a fascinating chapter because here we see two views of Jerusalem. You know, yesterday we spoke about two aspects of David. Is David the head of Sefer Tehillim, the person who God speaks through him, or is he the warrior? I'll say the same thing about Jerusalem. In chapter five of Shmuel Bet, we saw David choosing Jerusalem for political reasons, because it had no prior history, because it was the linchpin which linked Judah, David's tribe, with the other ten tribes, and it stood exactly on the border. But so he could make, because it was a fortress and it was a place where he would be able to have a secure capital. All of those are, so to speak, secular reasons, political reasons, strategic reasons, reasons of national choice. But nowhere was it mentioned that Jerusalem was the site of the Arcada or a holy place or a place which linked David with God or the nation with God. Here is suddenly chapter 24, the last chapter. What do we see? That Jerusalem is a place which is chosen through David's submission. David has done a sin, a sin of hubris. A, a, a Jewish king is meant to He's not meant to raise his heart high. And David has to admit that he's sinned, and it's a place of God's compassion. It's a place where God says, hold back your hands. And on that very site where, if you want, death turned to life, where David shows his recognition of God, that is going to be the site of the Mizbeach. That is going to be the site of the temple. The temple is going to be standing on the place where we will continue to bring sacrifice in order to keep death at bay 
and to show our humility before God in order to worship Hashem, in order to worship God and bring life to the nation. So now I ask the question, according to Sefer Shmuel, what is Jerusalem? Is Jerusalem is the connection point, the nexus point with God, the place where we show our humility and turn death to life, or is it a political capital? And the answer is, of course, it is both. But once again, Sefer Shmuel has so cleverly and so beautifully been able to show us two different aspects of Jerusalem. The first time we met David, we met him as the political leader, the incredible warrior who was able to unite the nation and gain national sovereignty. But now we see uh, sort of the broken David, if you want, the David after his sins, the David who is much more humble. Um, and it's this humility which leads to the choice of Jerusalem, not by man, but by God. Um, the, the other aspect of Yerushalayim, um, the Yerushalayim, the connection of Yerushalayim Shalmala and Yerushalayim Shalmata, um, which maybe becomes the more enduring vision of Yerushalayim. It's at this note that we will leave Sefer Shmuel and Be'ezrat Hashem. I look forward to studying with you tomorrow and beginning Sefer Malachim.